Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all the events and updates from July 13th of 2020. And we are going to get started with the Belgian royal family. Today was a day full of ceremony for King Philippe. Uh, He started out his day by swearing in a new judge for the Belgian Constitutional Court, um, which is similar to a Supreme Court in that it makes its judgments based on the constitution of the country. Um, So there was a new judge sworn in today. Um, And then after that, he had the weekly audience with the Prime Minister of Belgium. Uh, So just a day of typical protocol for King Philippe. Um, But Nonetheless, it was more than just the weekly audience that we always talk about, so there was a little something extra there for us today. Um, And so with that, we are just going to move straight into the British royal family. Today, the Prince of Wales was in, well, Wales. Um, He visited a few businesses there to um, thank them for the different um, contributions they have made to the fight against the pandemic. Um, But this is pretty typical for Charles and normally Camilla um, to visit and spend some time in Wales. Um, Obviously, that is the, the... title, the region that Charles's title is from, um, and so for him to go into Wales periodically is expected, um, and usually they do spend some time there over the summer. Um, however, this year with the pandemic and everything, I mean, everything is just a little different than we expect it to be. Um, so Charles started his day by visiting Edwards Coaches, which is a family-owned travel company, um, that focuses primarily on like, um, travel itineraries on coach buses. Um, and so he was, he was at their headquarters talking about their experience during the pandemic and how things are going now that they are reopen for tours, um, in the UK. Um, but also one of the really cool things is that while they were shut down because tourism was not happening, um, is they ran three of their coach buses to support um, inter-hospital travel of NHS staff. So what would happen is um, a hospital would experience a need for more staff, and so staff would get moved from one hospital to another. This happened pretty much everywhere, to my knowledge. Um, And so these coach buses helped in that um, kind of migration of NHS employees. Um, And it's also a business that has been in operation since 1925. So like lots of cool um, historical things and contributions to their country would have definitely happened in that time. Um, 
And then Charles visited the Prince Charles Hospital to meet with staff and thank them for their work on the front lines. Um, So obviously this hospital is named for Charles um, and is in, it serves several communities in Wales. Um, And so he spent time with staff, nurses, doctors, etc. Just to talk to them again about their experience and their um, obviously thank them for their work, which is normal on these visits. Um, but I just think, I, I don't know that it ever loses its importance. So I always like to mention, like, of course they're thanking these people, but I, I think it's important to talk about the fact that they're thanking these people, um, for their tireless effort, um, in the pandemic. And even now, um, while things are calming down. The UK is one of the countries in the world that is still, um, it's doing better than other countries, um, but it is still not really gotten its numbers perfectly under control yet. Um, and so they're, they're still out there on the front lines every day, um, helping patients with coronavirus. Um, so continuously important and I'm, I'm glad that, um, Charles got to spend some time there. Um, And then, so that is all that was going on officially today for the British royal family. So they do this really interesting thing that frustrates me to no end um, just because of the time difference. And this happens at certain points with every country. Um, But there was a lot of stuff released tonight, um, my time, but it was the next day for the UK. So I'm holding off to talk about it, but know that there is some really cool stuff coming up with the Duchess of Cambridge tomorrow. Um, and that I'm really excited to see and talk about and go into full depth on. Um, but that's for tomorrow's episode. So tune in. Um, and so now we are going to go ahead and move on to Denmark. she's officially on vacation. Uh, Crown Princess Mary participated in the UN Human Rights Human Rights Council's 44th session, which was held officially in Geneva, but for the most part, it was held online um, because, again, coronavirus measures. Um, and so she gave the opening speech for the conference and focused on um, the responsibility to protect women and girls during humanitarian situations, such as COVID-19. So I've talked about this a couple different times in a couple different ways. Um, But I think one thing that I found really great about Mary's speech, it's pretty short and it's in English, which helps a ton um, in being able to talk about it, is that the pandemic doesn't have biases, right? Like anybody can get COVID-19, but what's, 
happening in the aftermath in the way the world is responding is things are not things that should be a priority in the world are not getting prioritized like um domestic and gender violence so that is something that Mary mentioned also um access to um maternal health care not really happening in lower developed countries because all these resources are going to COVID. So that's something that the community decided that that maternal uh, health was not as important, um, which it is. <laughs> Very important to receive good health care if you are pregnant or have just had a baby. Um, and this is not everywhere, but this is something that is happening in the less developed parts of the world. Um, you know, there are spikes in domestic and gender violence as well as child violence, um, which is something I have talked about several times now on this podcast because several different, uh, royal women have focused on the issue. Um, and basically women and girls and lower developed countries are just not given the same chances that they are here or even that, you know, the men in these countries are. Um, And so that is what Mary's speech focused on. And that was really the whole point of the council session today was how, um, how to treat and protect and support women and young girls uh, during pandemics, during civil wars, during crises like this. Um, So it's a really great speech. I mean, clearly I enjoyed it. I liked talking about it. I liked listening to it. Um, I think this is like something I would like to learn more about, but I'm going to be very honest and be like, my plate's a little full on the learning. Um, but this is something that like in my future life, I want to delve in on. Um, and so with that, that is what was going on in Denmark. Uh, there was nothing in the Netherlands or Norway today. Um, so we are going to move on to Spain. Spain, tonight in Spain, really, um, because, so just for some fun context, (laughs) I write these scripts and kind of like put, it's not really a script anymore, it's an outline, um, but I make the outline and I add the blog post, um, pictures and videos and stuff, usually between about two and four. Um, not that it takes me the full two hours, but like, that's the time that I usually am doing this in. Um, and so today I was like, oh, Spain doesn't have anything. That's really bizarre. Um, and yet at 4.15, after I was done with the outline and I was like, 
all good to go and ready. There they go. They had an event. Um, and it is probably my least favorite event on the Spanish calendar every year because I don't know what to call it. Um, so this is an annual event and it is officially referred to as the Mariana de Cavia Awards. However, it is, there are three awards given out, um, and they are not all called Mariano de Cavio. Um, so, but they are awards for the journalism field and they are delivered by, um, in English, ABC and Spanish, ABC, um, which is a news agency. Um, so it has a, a daily newspaper as well as, um, uh, television and video broadcasts. Um, and so it's a news agency and so it's delivered by them kind of, it's just a very confusing event because I don't understand its origins. Um, and this is the problem with, you know, talking about other cultures and other countries is I don't, I don't know everything. I try really hard, but I didn't even know this awards ceremony was today. Otherwise I would have tried to prep a little better. Um, usually it's in the winter. This year, not so much. Um, I'm assuming that is because the Kavya Awards are celebrating their 100th anniversary this year. Um, so they probably delivered it around the same time that it would have been originally delivered. Um, and so Felipe and Letizia arrived. Um, they unveiled a plaque at the headquarters for ABC. Um, ABC, sorry. <laughs> um and then delivered the three awards. So it's the Mariano de Cavia, uh, the Luca de Tena, and the Mingot awards. Um, and then there were speeches throughout the entire event. Um, it's a, it's a dinner event. So it's also very late at night. Um, (laughs) Spanish culture, fun fact, they eat dinner at like 9 PM, 10 PM, very, very late. Um, So when I realized that this was happening, it was 10 p.m. Spain time, which means it probably started at 9 p.m., which it's 9.35 p.m. right now where I live. I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm working on Spanish time anymore. Who knows? Um, So there were several speeches, the dinner, um, and then Felipe also gave a speech where he um, talked about the importance of uh, journalism and specifically journalism right now. Um, so specifically regarding coronavirus, but also some other things that I'm hoping I don't ever have to talk about on this podcast because it's gonna suck if I do. Um, but there's a lot going on in Spain right now. And a good bit of it has to do with the monarchy. And then a good bit of it doesn't. Um, But what is keeping the people informed is the news industries, the journalists of the world. Um, And so he, Felipe, spoke to that importance. Um, Even though some of it is super negatively affecting him, he thinks it's an important thing. Um, Which I'm going to try really hard not to go off on a tangent about. Um, But so that is what his speech was focused on and also a hint of um 
kind of returning to a, no- a normal C, kind of. Um, so like I said, this is an event that is held every year. Felipe and Letizia have attended every year since they became king and queen. Um, and so to have this event as a hint of normal was very, um, he spoke of the importance of that um, and how excited they both were to have this um, this event. And so that is what was going on in Spain this evening. I don't know what the agenda holds tomorrow, um, but then the rest of the week will be autonomous community tours as well as the Spanish state. I'm going to call it a funeral for the victims of COVID. Um, So that's on Thursday. Um, And so we'll talk all about that throughout the week. And then today, there was nothing in Sweden. There will be some great stuff tomorrow, as it is Crown Princess Victoria's birthday, which is always a big event. Obviously, things have been scaled down this year, um, but a good bit is still happening. So I'm very excited to see all of that play out tomorrow in Sweden. Um, And that is it for this episode. I, Like I said, I've um, posted... I guess they're show notes, but also pictures and videos of everything that was happening today on thedailyroyal.com. That goes out um, usually like 8 a.m. the next day. So the day you're listening to this, it'll be out um, 8 a.m. Eastern time. And then um, that is really what was going on. So I will talk to you all tomorrow. Um, But until then, have a great day. Bye.